0: Hello and welcome to the Extension Experience podcast with your hosts Josh Bouchong, Trent Malachik and Dana Zook. Here you'll find insights into Oklahoma agriculture from West Area Specialists employed by Oklahoma State University Extension. Their perspectives come from assisting county educators and producers in the areas of agronomy, animal science and economics. Thank you for joining us.
1: Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. My name is Trent Malachik, and today I am joined by J.C. Hobbs, the OSU Extension Tax Specialist. And today we are going to talk about the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. And in this act, there's been some monies approved for socially disadvantaged farmers when it comes to FSA loans and settling some of that debt. So, J.C., can you speak to kind of where that money came from and how this process got started?
2: What they're doing is providing dollars to offset debts for socially disadvantaged farmers nationwide. What they've started to do is they started sending out letters that have gone out to uh, individuals. These letters, the individual has 30 days to respond, saying that yes, they have the debt, Uh, they are socially disadvantaged, certifying that, and then the ability to uh, get those debts basically taken care of. So the debt relief settlement. And when we get into the more of the details of this, what they're doing is paying off 100% of the debt and then providing the farmer with an additional 20% to kind of mitigate some of the tax liability. So essentially what's going on, so the letters that have gone out are for the people that have direct loans with the FSA. Another set will go out at a later date for those with guaranteed loans with uh, a bank or other lender. So, we're taking care of the direct loans with FSA first, and then we're going to take care of those with guarantees at a later date. With the uh, guarantee or the uh, direct loans, like I said, essentially it's paying off the debt plus a 20%. So, they're getting roughly 120% of the debt taken care of. The problem is when you look at this, it's considered an ad hoc payment. And what that means is it's all fully taxable. So there's no cancellation of debt. That doesn't apply here. They're calling it debt relief. And so the settlement is 100% taxable. And even with that, the 20% that goes above that will mean most of these farmers that receive this are going to have the potential of having additional debt or liability, tax liability, coming due when they get to 1099G and they get ready to pay their 2021 income tax in April of next year. So even though we're trying to relieve some of the problems, we're not going to relieve all of them. So what the farmer is going to have to remember is when they get it, that extra 20% is what they're going to receive a check for. 100% is going to go to FSA. So they get the extra 20%. They need to put that in the bank because at some point in the future, when they get ready to pay their taxes, they're going to have to dip, dip into that to pay Their federal income tax, self-employment tax included in that, and then there's probably going to be some Oklahoma income tax. Well, we know there's going to be some Oklahoma income tax that's going to fall into this as well. So it's nice for settlement. It kind of cleans up some of the problems there. They're going to get some relief. It's going to make the balance sheet look better, but it's liable to create, more than likely will create, a cash flow problem when we get ready to make the debt payment or make the uh, in- income tax payment next April.
1: Any kind of a limit on the types of loans that are being?
2: Uh, They're looking at operating loans, direct loans for land purchases, the, the whole gamut of FSA loans.
1: Okay, so it's pretty much anything—anything anything you could have borrowed money from FSA for Correct. is, is going to be qualified for s- this settlement. Is you know, if I'm if I'm a producer. I probably know whether or not I'm going to get a letter, right? I mean, it's not something that you have to go fishing for.
2: You should know that you're going to get a letter. Now, here comes one of the problems, and you bring up a great point. When you did the original paperwork, you were supposed to put, or there's a box on the uh, paperwork asking you, are you a minority? If you didn't check that box and you are a minority, you will need to go to the FSA office and make sure that box is checked so that they will make sure that you get a letter. Because if they don't know that you're a minority in either prior uh, documentation or bringing it up to date with current revision in the documentation they have, they, they don't know that you're socially disadvantaged or fit in the socially disadvantaged group.
1: Yeah, and that's not obvious who exactly fits in that group sometimes. And, and in, in some of my research, it's been a little bit difficult. So I guess I would suggest if you... If you think you might qualify, contact your local FSA office, maybe the local county director, to see see if you qualify. If you haven't received a letter,
2: that is exactly right. It yeah. it's worth the, the extra time and effort to go see them, because it could mean a, quite a few dollars that get paid off. You yeah. qualify for.
1: I guess I was surprised whenever you started talking about that second group that's going to go out as the guaranteed loans, because you know you're doing. Your business with a bank, but FSA is backing up that loan. So it's not, and you almost forget that you're working with the FSA in that situation because you are you a customer of a bank, essentially. Correct.
2: And that's where some of the, a uh, little bit of confusions come up. And that's why we're kind of waiting to, uh, for those letters to go out because the guaranteed notes, well, the bank is the customer of FSA. So they're trying to work through some of those potential problems to make sure everything is handled correctly.
1: Uh, Very good. And of course, this is no different than farm bill payments or any other FSA program payments. Like you said, you're going to get the 1099G. You're going to be liable for that income. And what type of income is it exactly then for tax
2: purposes? So so when you get to 1099G, it's going to show the 100% that was paid to uh, FSA or to the bank. Mm -hmm. It's going to have the 20% that's paid to you. That, like I said, was an ad, is considered an ad hoc payment. So basically, you're going to put it on the Schedule F on the upper lines where it's under government program payment. So it's 100% taxable. So the full okay. 120% is taxable. When you go work through the Schedule F, you're going to find out that that's going to impact self-employment tax and also then your income tax.
1: All right. I would... I'd assume a lot of people aren't incredibly familiar with what tax bracket they fall into, but when you consider twenty percent as being a payment, in my mind, there's going to be individuals that that's not enough money to completely cover their tax liability.
2: Exactly. Well, let's think about this. So you get two hundred thousand dollars of debt written off or settled, better term. You're going to get another check for you You're going to get a check for forty thousand. So now you got two hundred forty thousand. If you look at the tax tables, that's moved you up in some situations, two tax brackets. Okay. It could be very easy to be in a situation where you get that debt written off and you can have been originally in the 15% bracket. Now we're, plus then you add, add on the self-employment so you're, we're at 30, because 15.3 is a self-employment tax. Now you moved up to the 22, the 24, you add the 15 on the top of that. We're now at 39%. If you add Oklahoma on top for that one, so four and a half percent more, We're easily or potentially in paying up 45% more in taxes from that debt settlement payment. That's what we've got to be aware of. It can reach out and slap us a little bit. Even though we're getting it, it's free money. uh, It's coming all at once. And you're going to move tax brackets real quick in the year that we receive it. So 2021... We're going to feel the bite when we pay the taxes in 2022.
1: And just to clarify again, this is for debt that's currently owed. That they aren't retroactively paying back anything that's already been paid, are they?
2: That's correct. No, they're looking at what the the amount that they're looking at is what was owed as of January one of 2021. Now, so there's there's the the, the point where they drew the line. That's where they make the calculations from. That this point, for, from that point forward, is what where, where we're dealing with.
1: So all of this begs the question: if I'm operating a business and I have an opportunity to maybe purchase equipment or something, are these ways that I can mitigate some of my tax liability? Or what 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 things should I be looking at in terms of uh, softening the blow of this deal?
2: Well, there are several things we can do here. One is, and probably the easiest. Is, well, what you really need to do is, when I say the easiest, what you really need to do before you start is you need to sit down with your tax preparer. Because where there's three areas that we can work from real quick. If we've got net operating losses from prior years, this settlement can then be carried back, create some situation where we offset some of that net operating loss, and by doing so, we wipe out some of the tax liability that, that the settlement would create. So I Net operating loss is one. The second one would be income averaging. Farmers are allowed to average their income over prior years, so we've got a windfall for 2021. If we've got much lower tax brackets for 18, 19, and 20, elect to carry it back, offset those in, that income in those prior years, lower income, and it will give us a, a much greater or give us a tax break. Now, it doesn't affect the self-employment tax, but it sure can wipe out a lot of income tax. So there's a second way. Uh, the third way is, as you mentioned, buying a piece of equipment or uh, machinery equipment, etc., farm truck, et cetera, uh, anything like that where we can take depreciation. By using the current depreciation rules, we can wipe out an additional amount because the additional first year depreciation or bonus depreciation, which is what it's called, is 100% of the value of that asset. So you can then use depreciation to offset the income for one. Uh, The other one is the Section 179 deduction can do the same thing. Or we can just uh, use bits and pieces of those. You can specify in there how much of the debt you want to use Section 179 on and carry the rest of it forward as depreciation. So... It becomes very important to talk to your tax preparer to get an idea of what type of planning and what type of opportunities to take advantage of because there's more than one way to reduce the tax liability in this uh, that this is going to create so that we can take away, again, some of that adverse problem and kind of neutralize it as best we can because You're gonna have an opportunity because your balance sheet is gonna look better. There there may be an opportunity to buy a piece of equipment when maybe it would have been um, a little tougher to get uh, funding if our balance sheet would have been the same way, their debt to asset ratios. All of that's going to improve because of the settlement.
1: Okay. And I just think about this, especially for this area, You know, we're talking about it's going to be a tax hit to our 2021 tax year. in 2022 well i mean we think about the grain crop that we've recently had the wheat crop is fairly good in a lot of areas and prices has improved so i think it's like you said it's very important to to contact your tax professional because i think there's going to be some farms doing better than they have in previous years just figuring in the price of grain and and the yields that we've had on some of our wheat grounds so yeah Better to nip this thing in the bud now as opposed to wait until the very end of the year and and not really know what you're gonna do and not have a strategy.
2: Exactly right. The sooner we do this, the better off we are. Because like I said, there's opportunities. Take advantage of them. Don't wait till the last minute and go, oh my goodness, what can I do?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, are there any other things you wish to tell people about this? Kind of maybe resources that they need to reach out to besides their tax professional?
2: at the right the moment, uh, we're still learning what's going on. We don't have a, still a lot of the final information. So really what they need to do is make sure they get that letter returned. So sign it, agree to it. Uh, make sure that they've gone in. If they didn't get a letter and they feel like they're a minority, make sure they've taken care of that. And then once we start into the receiving the payments and information on that, start doing your tax planning with your professional at that point. Uh, other than that, really not a whole lot we can do until, again, we see kind of where we stand. Because the first letter, when it, when they receive it, they've got 30 days to respond. If they don't respond, there's supposedly another 60 days they're allowed. The longer we kick the can down the road, the less time we have to make uh, decisions as to ways to mitigate the tax liability.
1: Yeah, you've seen that time and time again where programs are released and maybe you didn't get informed that you were available or eligible for it and if you wait too long you may not may not be able to get into the program so again it's I think it's good advice to just pick up the phone sometimes and, and call somebody I, I'm sure you're willing to answer questions if anyone yeah. has them and and also like we talked about contact your local FSA office and our local county directors and in, in every county in Oklahoma and you can kind of figure out exactly what you're hoping to accomplish from this program and and what it can do for you but you know again we're talking about debt relief uh, from FSA loans for socially disadvantaged farmers so that's not everybody but uh, for those of you that that fall under that designation that's going to be a huge help well JC, again, thank you for being on today. And I think this is some great information. We kind of, again, we're learning and and more information will come out. So again, stay up to date and, and keep looking for new information as it becomes available. But with that, we really appreciate you all joining us today and we'll catch you next time.
0: We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you would like to hear more or follow up on the discussed topics, please reach out to your local county extension agent. OSU has a presence in all 77 counties with educators eager to assist you. Also, please consider checking the description for links to our social media pages and further information pertinent to the conversation. Thanks again and we'll talk to you soon.